My website is ethanspeaks.com, and please uh, respect my value, respect my work, because I didn't just get here overnight. And the, and the best thing is, is the best is yet to come. That's good. That's good. Because I got That's more good. chapters to enter into. There you go. Uh, Facts. Yeah. Yo, 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 rock with me. You are not tuned in to family. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pac, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, this is Gabby. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in. Yeah. It's official, man. Now here's your host, All right, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Again, you 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 see another first timer, first time guest rocking with me, entrepreneur, speaker. Also, when I have done more research, a kind heart. Someone that will will give their last, and regardless of who you are, where you are in life, he will meet you there. World, help me welcome on the flagrant to Mister Ethan Poetic. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you, man. It's, it's going good. I appreciate the uh, the follow up with the inter- with the interview and how we are present and continue to move forward in life in general. Absolutely, no problem, man. So I want to, I want to kind of give a my listeners love to kind of hear how this came about. One day, I'm I'm going through uh, Facebook and something told me to check like my quote unquote spam messages, and I was like, okay, let me go. And I saw you were there and you you know reached out and I was like, oh wow. So for those listeners out there, especially entrepreneurs. You, it's, check your spam periodically. You never know; it can be a legit, you know, um, you know, introduction to uh, helping you and your brand. So, thank you for that, brother. So, um, I want to talk about the first thing when I look at Mister Poetic. Before we get to that, you change your last name. Let's get to that first, and then we can. Yeah. You know, because I was like, man, uh, wait a minute. He said, no, this is not my last name. I was like, oh, okay, well, Mr. Poetic. So let's talk about it. Well, my original last name was Vaughn. It goes back to the slave masters who were German, who bought my ancestors on the Cambridge, Maryland Bay area. Because when slaves would come in, they would get dropped off in the bays, the ports, the dockyards. And that's where they got bought. They were going through the Middle Passage. They're going through the Atlantic Ocean. Some of them may have came from the Caribbean islands as a rest stop. And for me, I realized since my legacy is becoming bigger and better, why well, take ownership of a last name that doesn't even belong to me as a whole? Mm. Well, I took my ancestry DNA test. Not 1% of German DNA is in me. Wow. And I realized... It's time to change. You know, people might look at it as like a move that Malcolm X did, Muhammad Ali. The only difference is they're Muslim, I'm Christian, but we all follow the same God. And we're yeah. all going to have like a a dash in between when we pass away of what we're going to be remembered for. Or it's going to be an obituary, a headstone, or on social media. Um, you know, the name Poetic came because I, see, I remember this person on Facebook gave me the nickname 
I thought it was funny. It sounded good. Okay. And then as I start moving forward in life, I'm thinking, what can I change my last name to? And that's just when it circled back to this. I talked to my grandmom about it when she was in the nursing home, and she completely understood because she remembers her family used to live on a slave plantation back in uh, Virginia. Gordonville, oh, wow. Virginia. Okay. Then there's also Warrington, Virginia. And then there's that movie called Mr. and Mrs. Beloved where they didn't allow interracial relationships, but they allowed the slave master to have sexual relations with a female slave while being married to his own wife. Now that creates mm-hmm. animosity and resentment. Now the, now his kids have a mixed sibling. Yeah. And now you're, you're, you're creating tension. Then it's also the movie Roots where it talks about how we came into America. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it. So I realized, you know, it was just time for a change. And then the summer of 2021, I officially was became Ethan A. Poetic. Uh, Vaughn last name still got some things on social media and legal documents that belong to that last name. But ultimately, I'm an adult. I'm a USA citizen. And I was allowed to do that and approved by the Lancashire County Courthouse. Nice. I mean, that's a... Um... You know, that's a great way to start the show, brother poetic. You know what I mean? Um, just for you to take that, you know, initiative to be like, you know what, this isn't what I want. This is what I'm gonna do. But now, why poetic? Was it something like, you know what, you've always had that, you know, poetry spoken word in you to make it where it's like, you know what, this would be a perfect fit for, you know, my my last name. Yes, there's that. Then there's also the creativity. Okay. Enthusiasm. Then it's also using like sometimes when I talk, I use metaphors, analogies, um, and other stuff. I'm gonna mention some analogies in our interview a little later. Okay. And then I realized it was just fitting for me because going back to the African culture, like when someone got named something, it had meaning behind it, mm. and I found my meaning, which allowed me to find more of my purpose. Nice. Nice. Now that's great, man. That's great. And we're going to go back even further. As far as your upbringing, single parent household. Are you the oldest, the middle, you're the youngest? I'm the second child of both my parents. Um, my mom had me. She already had my older brother. Okay. He was already nine years older than me. And that's a big age gap in itself. Yes. And then when it came to my dad, he was already with a different woman from Philadelphia. Gotcha. And, and you know, he ended up getting both women pregnant at the same time, that woman and me. Therefore, I have a sister that's only too much too, too much younger than me. Wow. So, you know, that dynamic played a big role because the first four years of my life, I didn't know I had a, another a, another brother or a sister that lived in Philly while I was living in Coastville. Mm. It wasn't until my dad's driving in my neighborhood Going to my aunt's house, I see a kid that looks similar to me, and then he tells my brother, "That's your brother." As I'm in the, as I'm in my yard playing. Wow. And that's how we got introduced. Now, when it came to my sister, I, I just don't remember how we got introduced. Maybe at a family gathering, mm-hmm. maybe at our grandma's house. I just know, as a man, you got to break the barriers, and sure. you know, unfortunately. Their mom and my mom never met up with each other until many, many years later due to an unfortunate situation that happened. 
that they had nothing to do with you know my dad's just more of a cast something catastrophic mm-hmm. and it happened by coincidence mm-hmm. so moving forward growing up in a single parent household it's like uh, I'll just keep it real like I realized the more par- uh, sexual partners and kids that a woman has her her uh dating value goes down because a man's mm-hmm. like if you're, you're being that promiscuous I'm not trying to end up on the Mari show that's real that's and, and real. all of a sudden you gotta file for a DNA test but also as men you know why are we seeking women that are promiscuous but I also that's realize real. all that promiscuity sometimes go back to either experiment because some people don't want to talk about the sexual stuff because in school they teach you about different parts and how they work for both genders what they don't tell people is how a man's supposed to be more empathetic with a woman who unfortunately has a miscarriage mm-hmm. how she might have uh, survivor's remorse with losing a child mm-hmm. and then it's also about being consistent on your STD testing also being consistent on having health insurance take care of your mental health because people gotta realize that there's disadvantages of being in a single parent household and you know unfortunately what we see based on t- statistics is not every child's one to go against their grain against poverty some people enjoy that lifestyle and think they're entitled to welfare benefits yeah. when the reality is that you can get a trade and make more money doing that than you would depend on the a welfare benefits that's correct that is correct so with that what was the was that part of you becoming an author yeah I wrote about it in my book my book is called The Inspirational Story Ethan A. Poetic Chronicles of Adversity mm-hmm. Education Sports Relationships and Resiliency available as a soft cover here's the hard cover okay. laminated case here's the inside nice nice i got eight forwards two back cover reviews what in the world that's good yes sir congratulations man yeah and then i'm a self-published author because you know some of the publishers weren't offering good deals like for example i'll give you two stories one about me and one about master p basically one of the publishers said if i sign with them and they turned my story into a movie with a soundtrack. They were on the lion's shares rights of it. And I realized that's a deal breaker because that's not in my favor. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much coming in on the back end after I put in all the work, the sweat, and perseverance to overcome this stuff. And now you want to capitalize, monetize in your favor? Yeah. Not good. I'm glad they weren't feeding me dinner or else I may have would have said, yeah, <laughs> you also got a bad deal like Tony Braxton and t- TLC. Yeah. But they said the key to a man's heart is to his stomach. Yeah. And well, I'm glad the conversation was just over the phone. Uh, with Master P store, he was in front of uh, Jimmy Iveen in California with his brother. Jimmy Iveen offered him a million dollars in advance, was another word for a loan. Mm. And basically, Master P and his brother realized hey, if this guy's want to offer us a million dollars, we're probably worth more than this. So they told Jimmy Iveen, we're going out for lunch. And Jimmy said, you don't come back. You'll never get a record deal with me. Mm. And they left, went back to the Kalio Projects. And look at Master P now, a multi-millionaire. Even with COVID, not COVID, uh, Hurricane Katrina, he rebuilt up the Kalio Projects for his people. 
to make sure they have sustainable housing, economic structure, and a chance to get back on their feet, not depend on the government who was uh, dragging their feet with the government benefits. Mm-hmm. Turns out the mayor was crooked. Mm-hmm. We're not taking care of the people you're supposed to serve. How are you going to be elected to serve people and not do right by them? Yeah. Yeah. It shows that Master P didn't forget where he came from. Right. It shows he's willing to go back into his community, regardless how much wealth, notoriety, and success, and say, "I got, I got help other people climb up the, the financial ladder, help other people get out of poverty." He said it himself, "I don't forget where I came from." That's good. Now it's interesting you say that, like you talk about basically most people want your money or how they can get over on you and as an entrepreneur including you know myself we do have to be very mindful and careful and not letting our rights or our um, creativity or anything we present or put out there we end up end up with the short end of the six so what you're doing right now is confirming and letting you know that one person or some people know that hey it's okay to say no it's okay to believe in yourself to where you can, you know, own, if not all, majority of, you know, your rights when it comes to uh, publishing or any entrepreneur, you know, endeavors that you put out there for the world. Yeah, it's, it's a situation where, you know, I had, I had to make my own thing happen, you know, finance it myself, create my yeah. business plan, professional picture, and be a a for-profit organization i had help along the way you know i always wanted to start a business i always wanted to write a book it's just life has a way of encouraging you to step outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and do it and when you do it you know there's people who are part of the finish from the beginning the middle and the end where they see for a sure. finished product and it gets to the point where you know i'm doing something that most most of my family members don't do and it's not that i um Discourage her from not doing because everyone, anyone can do it. It's just a matter of who's willing to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in my autobiography, you know, when the principals and teachers are buying it, they use it as a tool for professional development. Nice. And show the kids that why are you acting up in my classroom when Ethan overcame a near death experience? Ethan grew up in the same situation you grew up in. And then they can also use it to the parents like, hey, this guy works with your kid, he's an inspiration. And, you know, when parents start having conversations with me, now they're encouraged to buy the book. Now they're encouraged to follow me on social media. But prior to all of this, you know, I never thought I would talk about my near-death experience because I thought, okay, overcame the car accident, overcame the rehab, overcame being on a feeding tube, and then there's some other stuff that happened along the way that I mentioned in my book. I thought it'd be a situation where, okay, I finally get to get my driver's license, I finally get enrolled in this community college. I can work. I thought I can just live in peace, but it didn't mm-hmm. work out that way because some parents take the initiative to research who's working with their kids, whether it's a coach, a music teacher, a teacher, teacher assistant, or any of the events involved with education because we are seeing now that some people in leadership, even though they got a clean background check, are crossing boundary lines and um, not following their professional contracts and being cordial. And what we're seeing now is some people getting convicted of sexual misconduct, harassment. Mm-hmm. And some people think all because they're tendered or have a union behind them that they're like the Teflon Don. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that regardless of how much status and educated you are, 
everyone has to answer to somebody. No, for sure. There's for no sure. getting away with it. You know, the lawyer doesn't mind like delaying the situation or delaying the inevitable, but eventually, uh, you're either gonna sign those papers or you're going to court. Yes, sir. You brought up something I, I wanna I wanna hit on. That was part of my notes as well. When you talk about overcoming that near death experience with that car accident, what was it about? Was it your faith? Was it what was it to help you be here today and as strong as you are? It's a combination of a lot of things. Like Project Carson, I was already strong willed. Okay. And, and knew what I wanted in my life. It's just that car accident happened because the driver hit an 18 wheeler head on and he died instantly. My cousin passed away. Mm. Two other family members, they did pretty good with recovering. Uh, one person had broken bones, the other person just more of a mental situation. Me, I had a mathematical equation of 99% chance of death versus 1% chance of life. And you know, that 99% is a higher rate than a divorce, winning the lottery, dropping out of high school, dropping out of college. And all it took was 1% of a mustard seed to overcome mm. that 99% camaraderie is the movie, The Little Giants. They end up beating the little cowboys in that movie yeah. because they play with heart in the second half. Yeah. Determination. For sure. And of course it helped that they had the cheerleader be on their team as well. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's always important. For me, it was it was a journey of, you know, understanding that hey, this happened. And when I look, you know, it's like a situation I tell people all the time, like I don't remember the car accident, but I was involved in it. Mm -hmm. Like I look at there was a time period where I had to look at So you were asleep? Article. I had that concussion. Mm. So prior to the car accident, last time I remember seeing it going past the outlets on Route 30. Which was, I remember the Hess gas station, I remember the Olive Garden, the shopping centers. And mind you, the car accident happened 20, 15, 20 minutes away from that. It happened in Paradise, Pennsylvania. And, you know, I can only use my imagination based on what I've seen from the television. For sure. The radio, hear what I heard on the radio. then, And then looking at the social media posts on my wall, like people putting me on their prayer list, mm. saying this can't go out like this. And speaking of prayer list, I was on at least over 30 prayer request lists in the United States alone. Wow. Over Power 30 based on people hearing about the car. Cause it made headlines all over the world because uh, WGL is an affiliate of NBC. And, you know, when something makes that type of news, other affiliate stations are going to take that interview material and footage and put it on their television stations. For sure. And, you know, it's a situation where, hey, I had to accept the fact that it happened. And, you know, looking at everything now, I'm like using my imagination, like, can you imagine the cops using the yellow tape to block off the traffic? Because I remember traffic had to be backed up for at least five plus miles both ways in order to make what, in order to make a way for the ambulance to get there, to check mm -hmm. my pulse put me in the car, put me in the neck brace and everything else. And then there's also the fire department coming in through, cutting the car in half with the jaws of life. And the nearest hospital was about 
30 minutes away from Paradise, Pennsylvania to Lancaster City. And the hospital I went to was Lancaster General Hospital. Was there for a month and I also got put on a feeding tube. And I remember I was in Lancaster Rehabilitation for a month. When I was in Lancaster Rehabilitation, I had all that downtime after going through physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, working on next exercises, learn how to walk again from being in that wheelchair. You know, when I had all that downtime, it's like a lot of time to think back on life mm-hmm. with all this peace and quiet. Yeah. Well, brother, thank you for for your fight, for not giving up, man, and being able to share your story in person and through your book. With the book, what is it that you want the readers to gain or to know more about you and just the circumstances? Uh, life is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. Because sometimes in life we have different detours, whether with education, relationships, sports, and life. Because I kind of realized some of the hardships and adversities that we're facing have already been overcame. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes it's your turn to overcome it. Yeah. And that's a time where we have to turn to our elders or Google search it. Like, who has went through this? And what could I learn from their story mm-hmm. on how they overcame this? So we're not alone in all our adversities or sports. It's the feeling of feeling alone that deceives people. But you're really not alone because it's over a billion people on Earth. Yeah. I don't see how you can be alone. Even a person who's uh, locked up in federal state prison that's in the hole, isolated from everybody, you still keep in contact with the COs that check on you every now and then, got to give you your food. And it's just a reality of, you know, feeling alone is the difference between feeling alone and being alone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. feeling alone can be sometimes a deception to discourage you. Mm-hmm. But when you, but when you are alone, like, you know, you could be in a, a nice private location, do anything, like maybe it's on an island, mm-hmm. in the bathroom, that's being alone mm-hmm. but it's for privacy reasons mm-hmm. uh, what I want people to get out of the book is that I put everything into it from getting eight forwards from people I know from a cousin that's in the military two college professors uh, a cousin that works at Syracuse University uh, of course a person in law enforcement in Flitwood, Michigan her name is Jen Janeski then it's also my former football coach, Coach Matt Ortega, I met him in Lancaster when I was at Big Transition from Coatesville to Lancaster. Basically, mm-hmm. I was in the middle of my eighth grade year. My mom said I moved to Lancaster, and I ended up spending less than a month and a half at a new middle school. Then I get my physical, and then I signed up for football, and then I meet him and a bunch of coach, coaches for uh, football. Because originally, when I moved to Lancaster, I only knew two people, and gotcha. also one a second cousin. Uh, what I also want you to get out of this book is that you can use this book as a tool in education, college, seminars, summits, events. Uh, I'm also a keynote speaker, life coach, entrepreneur, business owner. And you got to understand, like, my biography is right here. And based on, based you on, you know, 
what what I can tell you is I received two Pennsylvania Commonwealth citations from both the Republican and Democrat. It had nothing to do with politics. It's just more they took the initiative to recognize me for what I overcame. The Fishing and Lakeshore newspaper, the front page. And the following month, I was featured on WJL. I thought I was going to need a police escort to work the next day. <laughs> Big time. He's famous now. <laughs> yeah. And then I also received a proclamation declaration from Lexington City Council and Mayor Denise Sarachi. It was me and Janet Diaz who initiated it, and she kept making sure it was in, uh, on the agenda board. And this was during COVID. And then the other thing is just I got awarded a uh, special overcoming adversity award by Dr. Teresa Russell Loretz, one of the people who wrote a foreword for me. Mm. When I went to Owensville University, no one knew about my story. Not the HR department, not the staff, right. not the students, not even the grounds people, or not even the janitors are supposed to know everything. Yeah. And when my mentor, Bob Paul, told her about the story, all of a sudden I got invited to this virtual meeting. I'm in the background and waiting, like, what's going on here? And next thing you know, it's my turn, her turn to speak to me. Her face lit up. And she, I don't remember the words enthusiastically. Remember, I just know she spoke words of prophecy, mm. encouragement. And when she said, I'm going to make sure you get an award named after you for overcoming mm. adversity awards. And then eventually I got highlighted by Mills University Spotlight. And it was it was a great time of celebrating. And also I recognize a lot of people with my interviews of student athletes and leaders while I was in my doing my internship at a local television station. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about the car accident. I'll talk about a lot of things that are more related to people because this is my opportunity to not only make an impact, but also speak my truth. For sure. Breaking the cycle. The car accident, finding God, men leaving me, blessings, interviews, and awards. I mentioned some of my poetry. But the biggest thing is all I did, and I went out of my way for this, I did a lot of acknowledgments, thanks, appreciation, and recognized a lot of people Good. in my life. That's great. Because That's great. It, it's not just me with my legacy. It's also the people in the background or beside me. And also the kids are looking up to me because there's some kids who don't have a positive Role model, model, yeah, model inside their household, sometimes in their family, and you know it's times where some kids are saying, "I treat them better than their own biological father because that father he got pushed away, mm-hmm. incarcerated, or joined the bare minimum paying child support, mm-hmm. or not doing that at all." And it's just a situation where I bridged a gap, like how the gap was bridged for me mm-hmm. with the football, track, and wrestling coaches. Now I have an evolved relationship with my coaches where I'm a two-time college graduate and they can explain to their current student athlete, this is the type of relationship I want with you Yeah. when you become an adult. Right. It's not always about the X's and O's, the victories. It's about turning student athletes into grown adults who understand their purpose in life. Because the most of the people who are coaches have the biggest hearts, but they yeah. also have limits. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yes, sir. And and one person in particular wrote a black cover review. He's a PA uh, sports announcer, alumni of Strathaven High School. 
mm. at York College. His name is Dave Berman. He's one of the people I interviewed for my college internship. And we did the interview in front of Chester High School, which is known as, you know, the top basketball program in the United States. Inside that gym is called the Pickett Center or Pickett Gym, named after a guy who's legendary for all those victories. And, you know, I put a lot into this book. There's times where some people were asking for a free book, and I'm thinking to myself, like, mm. do they ever think, think about the journey it took to create this book? Right. It wasn't overnight. And I have to explain to people all the time, okay, you want a free book? If you have a library card hmm. here in Pennsylvania, you can get the book as a loaner from the Lancaster City Library, even if you're in a different location in Pennsylvania. You can get it transferred over to you as a loaner, but then you got to bring it back. At the same time, uh, I sell my books for supporting me, whether it be online, it's available on Amazon, Audible, no, Amazon, Kobo, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, and there are many other platforms across this world that's on print on demand. But if people buy the book directly from me. All I gotta do is contact me through social media or my website, ethanspeaks.com. And from there, you know, I'll sign it for you, date it, and you gotta pay me through Cash App, Memo, PayPal. And, you know, I charge you for the book, I charge you for the shipping and handling. I take a picture of the screenshot of the the receipt that way we both know the tracking and the book go. will be given to you within a two to three days depending on your location like i have a cousin living in hawaii mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah he wanted the book off of me and my book had to go through customs <laughs> well, they were like this and that yeah. i was like wow that was crazy um yeah, that's my statement but overall you know i bridged the gap also when you know sometimes Teachers, administrators tell kids, even the librarian tell kids to write their own book, but they haven't wrote their own books as adults first. Mm-hmm. Now they're referring to me as a person, like, now you can write your book. This is what Ethan did. You can mm-hmm. learn from him. And I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. Inspiring. Yes. And I represent diversity, inclusion, and progress in life because uh, when you look at this picture, Actions speak louder than words. Yes, louder sir. than a politician's speech. Louder than a news reporter. This is this is actual product. Mm-hmm. That's good. And you have to understand it takes commitment and perseverance to finish what you start in life. Yes, sir. Because if you stop too soon, you miss out on things. Absolutely. But when you cross the finish line, you can give your glory to God and enjoy the moment and celebrate with people that's good and if you remember especially for the audience when i had said like you would give the last off your back especially for those who are in need and for the youth whether it's supporting their event whether it's just being supportive like you said as a speaker in schools and building that rapport with them why is giving back to the youth important to you I see myself in them as they see themselves in me. Uh, there was men who invested in me when I was not their biological kid. Like, for gotcha. example, I had a strange relationship with my father due to a lot of things. He repeated the same cycle as his dad. Him and my mom were co-habits, uh, co-parenting on the same terms. They were never together. Gotcha. And, you know, I created a void. And 
thankfully I signed up for sports that created that uh, filled in the void. Even if it is for three hours out of the day, there's also the Amish and Mennonite culture that came into my life when I moved to Lancaster, where that was a big difference. What helped me transition here to Lancaster. And there's also, you know, you can't say no to a kid because that kid needs invested into. Yeah. You can tell the kid, you don't have to do what I do with playing sports. You can do your thing in music. Just make sure you do it all the way. Yeah. You can do your thing with art. I know a thing about art, or I can refer your parent to drive to school program that specializes in art, music, sports, any anything you have an interest into. I can refer you to that. Therefore, I bridge the gap in that. Yeah. For example, there was this one kid that was living in poverty, and I was able to introduce his mom to alumni of Milton Hershey School, hmm. which helps okay. kids in those situations. The Milton Hershey School was originally designed for boys, but eventually. It's created for boys and girls because Mrs. and Mr. Hershey could not have kids of their own. So that's what started that started up that school. Now they have an alumni across the world by helping one life at a time with life skills and everything you need as a kid. It's right there. For example, this is one guy I know and I saw him almost two weeks ago. His mm-hmm. name is Gary Gilliam. He's alumni not only at Moon Hershey School, he's also alumni of Penn State with two or three college degrees. And he played for the Seattle Seahawks and won a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, he started his own nonprofit and for profit called The Bridge. Nice. When he took the old Bishop McDevitt building where LaShawn McCoy or Shady played football at, and he turned that into a garden. It turned into an entrepreneurship place, housing. Nice. Everything you need or anything, he's, facil- he's facilitating to it. It's not a situation that depending on the government, which is the welfare, thinking you're, thinking you're going to get enabled. No, he's going to encourage his organization, going to encourage you to do better and break the cycle. You can also look at Michael Orr. Uh, he got taken in by, you know, a European family. Mm hmm. And they gave him the best gift of ever stability, yeah. housing. That's good. And an opportunity for him to not only go to go to a private school, but also go to Ole Miss College. And then when he made it to NFL, he became a millionaire overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And there's That's also good. the story about homeless to Harvard. How how many people you know by counting your hands that someone can test into Harvard, which is an Ivy League school. Yes, sir. And she graduated from there. Nice. She had her own adversities. And you can also look at the movie The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. His wife left him too soon. Or girlfriend or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. And in the end, he crossed the finish line without her. And now their story turned into a movie that inspired other people. And, you know, another reason to get back to the youth because there's somebody who gave in to you, but they didn't have to. Yeah. And they didn't even expect anything in return. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. it goes back to the quote, it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, also, you have to adapt to each kid. Like for me, there's some kids that are athletic, some kids who listen, some kids who learn more visually or cute, both. And there's also sometimes I have to adjust to kids of special needs who have autism, mm-hmm. ADHD, ADHD, ADD, all these diagnoses. 
But I, but I learned this quote from somebody. He said, the reason why these schools want to give those uh, diagnoses so they get money from the government for federal and state. Now that includes federal and state laws. And then by labeling someone those those diagnoses, now you have a reason not to teach them as much. Or allow them to get, go from an Amazon box to unpack, unpackaged or un, unleashed. Mm-hmm. So there's some people who are good musicians who are ADHD, ADD, and people got to understand that some of the kids who listen to music can play music themselves. You can look at Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. They ain't allow themselves from being blind to stop them from playing that piano, right. being on tune, right. giving shoulder signals to the band, and got that sense of hearing. Yeah. So what I say is you can't allow a certain diagnosis to be your your end all. Just turn your situation to your advantage because there's plenty of success stories. Like, for example, I don't know the woman's name, but I know she was both blind and deaf and still wrote a book. Mm. How she was able to read was with her fingers. Yeah. It was called Braille. Yep, Braille, yep. And she did not allow those diagnoses to define her. That's good. That's good. Man, well, brother, you, you've definitely inspired, you know, a lot of my audience, including myself, with overcoming a lot, near-death experience, rehabbing yourself to getting to where now, entrepreneur, giving back to the youth, and continuing to share your story through, you know, podcasts, interviews, as well as, you know, giving back to the youth, man, so they can have a better idea that you can continue to just, you know, be great. Just keep on fighting that good fight as part of my closing. Um, I know you've already told the world how they can find you. It's already on a description. But if there's any lasting words, something to really kind of leave us, man, in, in, in good spirit, it's all you. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to close this out. You can find me on my social media for, let's see, Instagram, TikTok. It's Snapchat. My username is Ethan Poetic Twenty Three. That's spelled E T H A N P O E T I C Twenty Three. Then on LinkedIn, Facebook, and my YouTube channel is just Ethan Poetic. Twitter, Ethan V Twenty Three, and of course my website is for serious inquiries on. There you go. Serious. My book, <laughs> life coaching, entrepreneurship opportunities. My website is ethanspeaks.com and please uh, respect my value, respect my work because I didn't just get here overnight and the, and the best thing is, is the best is yet to come. That's good. That's good. Because I got That's more good. chapters to enter into. There you go. Uh, Facts. Yeah. So what I can leave people out is this quote is don't invest more than you can afford to lose. That's mm. one quote. Another quote is your mental health is your wealth your health is your wealth and you know if you need help with your mental health listen to a TDJ sermon he's not gonna hold back right that's good <laughs> he's not gonna hold back because he don't care if the congregation is full or he's sitting in the back row he's gonna get his message, message across absolutely you can listen to Eric Thomas you can also listen to Tony Robbins 
you need help with your mental health, you know, call the suicide hotline because you don't want to do something that you're going to regret. And the thing I hear most is somebody thinking, you know, about harming themselves, it takes away the pain. It doesn't take away the pain. Taking away the pain is when you unpack the baggage. Mm. Taking away the pain is when you confront it with grace. And I can say that profoundly, like, for example, even though I had a strange relationship with my dad, uh, people still encourage me to reach out to him, or it's to the pastor, my letter, other family members talking to him. The difference mm-hmm. is it's one thing to abandon a kid, but when you have that kid who becomes an adult, now you got to answer to somebody. And that's say that because I'm not the only one who has to you know, have talks with a person who abandoned me or talks with someone who uh, tried to discourage me. I can leave you one story is this. Huh? While, while I was going through my recovery and everything, his wife called me, said she wanted to meet me for lunch. My brother came with her. So we went out to Perkins restaurant. We're eating, having a good time, catching up. And then she says, oh, by the way, your dad's not going to help you get your life back together. And, you know, some people can be discouraged by that. Yeah. Want to play victim, turn to drugs, alcoholism, and anything that could be addicted to, to, like, keep their mind off the reality. So I got dropped off at a high school basketball game, called with some people, got a ride back home. You know, I did all that energy, got my driver's license, went to college. First, I started with a 95 Ford Taurus. Then eventually got a brand new car. There you right go. Right out the showroom. There you go. Honda Civic. 2016. It was May 2016. And, you know, some people were telling me, oh, I should drive up to my dad's house and just show it to him. I realized, why should I do that when people are just going to talk about it anyway? Anyway. Let, let the word of mouth go back to him. For sure. And eventually, you know, I get my picture taken in front of Coastal Sign and walk back to my car. Next, you know, I hear someone talk, trying to talk to me at the red light, and there's my dad. <laughs> and, you know, I, I made progress while I'm, he can't take credit. He can't say he took part in it. Right. It missed out on the best thing that happened to you. And I say, I don't say that to put somebody down, I say that to tell other people. Oh, because you can discourage. From someone not trying to help you, or somebody telling you no, or turning you down, that's just redirection, yeah. and it's also protection. So that person could have just took you on a, on a joy ride, only to leave you in the inner pass fending for yourself. For sure. And it's all to show that you can do things without certain people. You can also do certain things without your biological mom as well. You know, they say the mom's the heart of a child because he was, they were sharing the same blood, eating the same food. But eventually, you know, I'll leave people with this quote is this. As a parent, not that I'm a parent, that child will always be your child. But once that child becomes an adult, that parent, the parenting stops. Only thing you can do is make suggestions. We're going to end on that note, world. Hey, so on that note, brother, again, thank you very much for 
Again, blessing the platform, taking time out of your schedule. For those first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's DMurf. You can check out the website, www.dmurfspeaks.com. Also, the Flagrant 2 on Instagram at flagrant2pod underscore. Well, be sure to support, follow, to show love to uh, Mr. Poetic. And, and tell them D Murph sent you. You know what I mean? Just to show just how we, we collaborate as men. The world, we love y'all. And y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, D-Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you wanted to win. Fighting the good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene. Try to turn us to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all. These beliefs trying to kill y'all. I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So millin' being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life and that's how we approach ya